Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Wild Wasteland. As always, I'm Dean Maldonado, and with me is the uh, ominous Michael Johnson. Hello. <laughs> it's me, Michael Johnson. Yeah. Yeah. I I should have gone with Omnibus. What's that thunder in the background for? <laughs> Quite ominous. Oh. I thought you were just agreeing with yourself by saying, what's that thunder in the background? Quiet. Quiet. Like like you're another person who's like, yes, quiet. What is that thunder? Quiet down that ominous thunderbolting. <laughs> yes. Oh, God damn it. Yes. There's there's gonna be there's gonna be a little bit of beeping coming through on my side in a in a hot second because there's gonna be a uh, postal truck <laughs> Wait, what backing happened? in. Big USPS rig has just rolled down the street oh. and he's gonna be backing in. So uh, it'll probably take like a minute. Perfect timing. I th- if we but waited I say, yeah. an hour to start this fucking thing. We really did. This is great. We started we started right as the only fucking thing that rolled down the street came in. Either way. Beep. Oh. It's really beep, soft. I don't beep, care. Beep. Can you hear it? Because I can't. No, I can't hear it. We're also trying. Okay, to I can totally hear here. it, but whatever. Uh, so, <laughs> welcome back, people. Welcome. Was part back. five? <laughs> part five of the uh, the cereal on cereal. Yes. All right. So so far, hold on. Let's just recap, right? So we started with uh, Sylvester Graham, right? Yes. Cool. Um, then we talked about John Calvin. <laughs> yes, quite we no. did. No. No. John Calvin is, is the guy who founded America with the Pilgrims. Uh, we talked about... <laughs> I was thinking about John Calvin because I watched the Eric Andre special. I don't mean to be plugging somebody else's uh, shit during ours, but yeah. like... I watched it twice. Oh. I tried um, four times. And you couldn't get through it? Never made it past the eight-minute mark. Damn. Well, so, yeah, so we went from uh, Sylvester Graham to to, uh, William Miller with Millerism to uh, Ellen White and her husband. Yes, the Adventist uh, seven days of ominous. Yeah, with her crazy... uh, With her visions? Those weren't crazy. I like those. I still I still think about those pretty often. Just thinking about like an eighty pound small woman with her arm straight out holding like a eighteen pound Bible for like thirty minutes. Yeah. She was you know what song she was listening to? Uh Tiptoe Through the Tulips Creed. by Tiny Tim. With arms wide all brown. <laughs> I if we were in the same room. With I arms like, wide open. I would hit you as hard as I could. Now we're good. Just a nice kick. Now we're good, Just dude. Like, All right. So we talked about them, and then we went on to the uh, to uh, the Kellogg's. Yeah, yes. Which is where we are today. We, uh, we're talking, we, we, were, we, were, we were talking about uh, John Harvey Kellogg mm-hmm. and... His dad, you know, his like sixteen brothers and sisters, ridiculous. Forty two kids, so many. His, uh, I know. It's it's insane. It makes the game Guess Who make a lot more sense, though. You know, who's this relative? Yeah, like there's definitely somebody who like was born in that age. It was just like, you know what? What if I just like made cartoons of like all of my brothers and sisters and then we just made fun of it and tried to guess who it was and we just flipped these little tiles down <laughs> and Hasbro was like say what do you got there kids I'll give you 25 cents for it 25 cents you want a shiny nickel wowee you can get yourself five gumballs with this wow however you gotta take it under the dollar store and have them break it into some pennies for you really huh. Yes, Sonny, you just walk in with a gun and say, give me all your pennies. Oh, he boy. He has a nickel. 
I'm going to use this nickel to buy a gun. No, no, no. Guns cost two pennies. You don't want three pennies back. Otherwise, what's the point of going in and robbing the guy? I mean, either way. So uh, then we talked about, you know, John Harvey Kellogg. And the, the, uh, the doctor. And uh, we started talking about the uh, the sanitarium a little bit, but more we talked about kind of like him, the fact that he died at like 91 and things of that nature. Yeah. So uh, go back to listen to part four if you haven't already. Uh, if you haven't already, why the fuck did you start with part five? It's a bit weird, but I like this recap you're doing. Thanks, man. It feels so. It feels as I good. said in the intro, uh, well, I guess as Michael said in the intro, I did that. Uh, yeah. Well, so the the, the sanitarium was actually uh, it was started in 1866 by Benjamin Graves as the Western Health Reform Institute, and it was on eight acres of land how big is an acre uh it's an it's a um it's like a thousand by a thousand i think i don't i have no fucking clue i have no idea i mean it says it says acres to square feet one acre is forty three thousand five hundred and sixty square feet how big is that uh huge wait what'd you say forty three thousand five hundred and sixty square feet Oh, I don't know what the fuck a square foot is because cause that's uh, length times width to determine that. So what do you want? You want like a square mile? Yeah, well, that's, it's like a fucking square mile. It's probably that. <laughs> it's probably a mile by a no, mile. No, it's, it's one acre is one is point zero zero one five six two five of a mile. What? Yeah, sure. And there's eight of them. <laughs> it's a lot of land. If you're used to the city, right. and it's not that much land if you're used to the country. Yes, I would agree with that. Because, yeah, it's like point oh one two five mi- miles for eight acres of land. Oh, for eight anchors. Acres. Yeah. Acres. Not anchors. Anchors are on boats. Wait, did However, they get eight anchors or eight acres? Acres. Ah. Acres. Can I be more clear? You know what four eight what uh, eight acres are? Uh point oh one two five square miles? No, it's uh four guys getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> Ooh. That's uh It's actually that was actually really funny. You're welcome. Like I didn't laugh, but that's because I was too busy appreciating like the work you put I'm into a, that joke. I'm a humorist. I'm a hu- I'm not a I'm not a com- com- comedian. I'm a humorist. I'm not a comedian. I'm a I'm I'm like I'm like the uh like like a New York Times comic. Yeah. Like like a like a New Yorker magazine comic. Where you don't laugh after you read. I'm You're not like- funny. <laughs> I'm just like good. <laughs> I found that humorous. <laughs> So, uh, then John Harvey Kellogg comes back from med school as the, uh, the big dick swinging doctor. Yeah, Mr. Big Shot here. Oh, I don't know if I told you in the last episode, I can't remember, and so it's been killing me, so I'm going to tell you again. Um, or maybe for the first time. this guy, possibly. We talked about the fact that this guy was like super anti-masturbating, you know, anti-masturbatorial. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was telling you about like the terrible things that he would recommend to like do to people. Yeah, to um, putting boys wieners in cages and cutting off clitorises. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, and also like one thing I didn't tell you. And uh, <laughs> oh. it to me, to me, this one was more confusing, and I think disturbing than any of the other things that he wanted people to do, including uh, circumcision without anesthetic once the boy is like twelve or thirteen. Wow. Um, they would uh, 
Like you, you've seen a, you've seen an uncircumcised dick. Yeah, it looks like a, like a, um, like a monster. Sure, but you know how like, like kind of like the like the foreskin comes up to like just like about like the tip, if not like, like at like the tip of the of like the penis. Yeah, it looks like uh like it's wearing a uh, a very high um collar, sweater collar. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I really shouldn't be saying this at like the beginning of the episode. I'm so sorry for people who are new to this and like just started here. You really should go back and start with something a little bit lighter, like I don't know the deep, the deep dive into brutal torture. Yeah, um, or Satanism. Or no, definitely brutal torture is a, is a little bit lighter than this. Um, he would uh, he would recommend to to uh, surgically close the foreskin. Oh, <laughs> wait. So how would the guy pee? I don't know. Mm. I think I think he would like leave like a very very small hole so he could pee, but like so it couldn't like stretch enough that the head of the dick could come out. Oh, so it's just like stuck in there forever. Yeah, which creepy. From what I've heard, that is like that is like a perfect recipe for dick cheese. You know? Yeah, no, it's gonna be all sweaty in there. Um, also. Like, I don't know how this it, works, but, like, if you get a boner, if you're uncircumcised and you get a boner, does your does your tip pop out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think the foreskin kind of, like, retracts a little bit. I don't know. <laughs> like, for sure. I haven't looked into this much. Yeah, look at Pornhub. Like, I know as a... much about foreskin, like, I know about as much about foreskin as I do about, like, the goings-on of Jesus Christ, you know? Mm. Yeah, you know about as like much I've as... Like, I've heard about it, but I don't really know about it. Fair. You know about as much as uh, about foreskin as any Jew knows about foreskin. Yeah, we go, ugh. Ugh, get it off. What do you got that for? You should, uh, you should see the face that a Jewish girl makes when, when, you, when she sees an uncircumcised dick. She's like, what is that, the, the Christ? No, she she kind of she kind of looks like uh you ever seen like the reaction of someone that, like just got like animal blood thrown on their fur coat? Oh, really? It looks like that. Yeah, but like happy. Oh. Happy blood. That like I'm out of like shocked, but not angry, just like happy and confused. Oh, it's bigger? Like, what is it? There's more of it? They're like, "What?" Well, what what is that? Where's the little guy I know? All right, either way. So, <laughs> the sandwich started in uh, 1866 on eight acres of land, right? John Harvey takes over, uh, renames the place to the Bow Creek Sanitarium and Surgical Center, uh, nicknamed the Sand. Mm-hmm. And it becomes immediately popular. And once it became popular... It had to grow. Yeah. And so it did very, oh. very quickly. They, they like, it started as like this one white house and then it doubled in size very, very quickly. Um, this is from Dr. Kellogg's book. Said the total number of patients during the first year was 106. Ten years later, the total number of patients during the year of 1876 to 77 was 208. So they doubled in ten years almost. Yeah. After another ten-year period, the total number of patients for the year of 1886 to 87 had grown to 825. Wow. During 1896 and 97, the patient number was 1,584. Mm-hmm. During the year of 1906 to 1907, the number was 2,800. Jesus Christ. However, the above figures represent less than half the actual number of guests because the number of patrons during the year of 1906 was 7,006. Oh, my God. That seems like uh, too many people. How you gonna talk so to those people? over the course of the year, in 1906, they had 2,008, sorry, 9,806 people stay there. 
Really? Yeah, because patrons are different than patients. Right, yeah, because these people are just hanging out there. Yeah, well, because they had the system. And so a lot of people came here for the system, not always to, like, be cured again. Sometimes they were cured and they just come back because it feels good to them to come back and, like, see the doctor and, like, go back to the grounds and, like, relearn a lot of the shit, you know, learn new stuff, hear new lectures. Um... And Kellogg understood the importance of, like, rest and relaxation. So, I mean, I'm sure that was a big draw, you know? Yeah, people just coming over to hang out because he he went from a one-bedroom house to a, a, looks like a mansion. It's almost like a, if you build it, they will come type thing. Yeah, but I mean, you may say mansion, but there's a little bit more involved than just a, than just a house. So, he also made, like, a he made a theater he made a lecture hall to, pre- to present morality plays, which those of you who don't know what morality plays are, they're very old uh, plays that used to be done by traveling theater companies, and they're they were usually done like for an audience of a church because they're very Christian uh, plays, and they usually like teach a lesson and stuff like that. So it's really boring. Um, the best awful. one. Well, the best one, if you want to look into it, is called Everyman. Wonderful play. The rest of them, pieces of shit. Uh, <laughs> they also did lantern slideshows, which are really cool because, like, it's in, like, the fucking early 18, 1900s, you know? Oh, shit. Doing slideshows. Oh, wow. And health dialogues. Oh. Yeah. Um, he staffed the ballrooms with a full-time orchestra and choir. So that they could do, uh, they could hold nightly dances, um, and uh, and also put on some musicals. Now they also had because they, at this point they continually bought more land. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how many acres are they bought to now? They stopped tracking acres. Oh, jeez. Now it's states. No, I mean it's all in Battle Creek, Michigan, but like they stopped tracking the amount of acres because honestly the the structure is more impressive. Uh isn't that the always structure, the case? The structure and like the grounds is more impressive than like being like, and just so you know, it's nine hundred acres. Like Wow. Nobody gives a shit at that point. Um That's a lot of acres. They had a stable they had well dude, they had stables on the grounds. With teams of horses and carriages, and they would have sleighs in the wintertime to, to pull people around. Wow, man. Everyone was having a good time up in Battle Creek, uh, Michigan, huh? Oh, yeah. They had uh, what they considered to be an army of bicycles. Yeah, I bet. Uh, which were constantly like ready for people to ride through the sands, what they called a labyrinth of wooded trails. They have a deer park and a bunch of... Uh, well manicured fields so they could play any kind of sporting game they want. Wow. It sounds like paradise on earth, except for someone like me that hates everything about what you just said. Okay. For you, you could go to the sand, check in. We'll we'll say you're a patron, just so you don't have to go through all this shit that we'll talk about in a bit. Okay. Uh, we'll say you're a patron. You just want to go there for the cure, and so like you're you're eating the, off their menu, and like they're still tracking all your shit. Um, you can literally just lay in your bed all day, except for like two times a day or three times a day when they force you to go outside with everyone else, and you like do light calisthenics, which is like kind of standing still and like flapping your arms and like bouncing your knees and then like they'll let you lay down in a bed outside <laughs> and then they'll put you in a wheelchair will you into uh the the dining hall mm-hmm. and uh you eat another meal i like this part and they and then they i don't know will you into like a like the tropical area and they let you sit in there for a while back outside for a little bit of exercise another meal and then go back outside to sleep in the cold air 
Oh, finally. This is exactly what I wanted to do. Yeah. It, you can make it how you want. It's a wonderful place. Yeah. But. Uh-oh. But what happened? So in February of 1902, the sand actually burns down. Oh, no. It burned down? Yep. What happened? Too much happiness? The entire place. Too much joy inside? No. It's uh, it was never really fully revealed and honestly I don't think they really cared. Yeah, when they invent electricity cuz I imagine it was right after this. Cuz um did you ever see the old-timey electric like stuff? They didn't use any um uh anything to to stop it. There's nothing, there's like no rubber or insulation to stop the electricity. It was just like wires in the wall that would just catch things on fire constantly or like shock well, you to see. death. Let's see, commercial electricity started being uh, produced and pretty regularly available around 1882. Uh-oh. Only 10 years from but, this. I mean, I think that I think they still had oil lamps when they were in the in the rooms. Well, that would also cause a fire, right? <laughs> yeah, dude, there was a ton of shit in there. Just wait, there's a ton of shit in there that would cause fires. And I imagine a lot of uh, men were smoking cigars back then with them in their fat suits, just sitting around, being wheeled around no. to play to play. Have you have you not listened to a single shred of what I've told you about this man? Yeah, and how, he's like a cult leader. How he? No. <laughs> yeah, I know. I was. I'm just fucking around. Do you, did you forget that he uh, he wrote a book called Tobaccoism? Yeah, which was like the first popular text that talked about the dangers of smoking tobacco. That he hated smoking tobacco. That he would not let anyone smoke tobacco, drink alcohol, eat meat, use salt, use any kind of fucking seasoning on the property. Oh Come my on. god, no seasoning, no salt, no meat, no smoking, no one like why I would definitely I would never go to this fucking I'm glad it burned down. This is a place of hell. This is a place for Satan to exist. Well I mean if you if you if you really feel that way, <laughs> I do have I do have some good news for you besides the fact that it burned down. I'm listening. Um while I was while I was looking into it, I actually stumbled upon a very fun fact that uh I'm pulling up for you right now because when I was watching the Road to Wellville, I thought it was just like kind of joking, but there actually was a place called the Red Onion Tavern. Oh, like right out of was, town and it was the exact opposite of this. Dude, it was it was the Red Onion Tavern. It was literally just like a big ass like a like a giant tavern, you know, like a giant pub. Yeah. Uh it was just down the road from the sand. And it sold Cuban cigars, steaks, <laughs> gravy, onions. They didn't serve water. They only sold whiskey. That's awesome. I yeah. They made a they made a killing on the people that were like, I can't take it anymore. Yeah, exactly. This fucking <laughs> shit's ruining my life. I want some salt. Like I my shits are smelling so good that I like I don't want to stop smelling them and it scares me. <laughs> yeah, like I would just open up a place right across the street from uh, from this from from what, what's the Sands and call it like something like the uh, I don't know the Naz like the opposite of San. It'd be the NAS, and it'd be. I don't think that would catch on. Whatever, and it would Remember, be like the opposite it's, it's, of this. It's, it's the early 1900s, dude. Like nobody's like, wow. What clever, what a clever man. Then I'd call it the gluttony house. Like, this is the same time where, like, so W.K. Kellogg, which we'll talk about after after we get past his brother, John Harvey. Yeah. Uh, W.K. was the one who sells Kellogg's cereal. Dude, there were so many fucking companies that would just, like, grab one of uh john harvey kellogg's is like 42 foster children and be like oh they're a kellogg put kellogg on our box like the shystery time you're telling me 
So this so, place burned down uh, to the ground because someone wanted to drink some whiskey and was like, "Fuck this place," and probably burnt it to the burnt it to the ground. Maybe the road to Wellville because it's a fucking movie. Uh, makes this whole claim that like it, it, it spins it where like one of his uh, kids, who's played by Dana Carvey, is the one who burns down the sand. However, like. As it burns down, one of like the best fucking quotes I have ever seen in my life. John Harvey Kellogg is like, the sand actually burned down in 1902. And Kellogg immediately says, like, as it literally the next day, he said with his brother, because they like got, had a press conference, and they told everyone like what was going to happen. He said, buildings may burn, but principles survive. Wow. And um, I know he was a boss, but so with the help of his brother W.K., um, whose business was booming, so he had the money, and also he, because he was very good at finance by running his own business, he helped his brother John Harvey immediately start building a new structure, mm-hmm. and it was completed on the exact same site. Uh, and dedicated, have they had their dedication ceremony on May 31st, 1903. When in 1902 did it burn down? February 18th, 1902 was wow. completely rebuilt and dedicated May 31st, 1903. 13 months. Crazy. Well, it was a sweet to hear this fucking building is. Yeah. So they made it much bigger. Much, much bigger. And fireproofier? <laughs> yes. Entirely fireproof. It's, it was uh, made so, entirely out of asbestos. That'd be dope. <laughs> no, it was made out of a lot of stone. But um so they made a five hundred and fifty foot long six story building. Okay. And they had uh, some wings coming off of it. Oh, that on 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 one side of the property. So it was a long six-story building, and uh, architects went in after it was done and literally would like were reviewing it for architectural magazines because it was wonderful. They called it an ideal hospital design. It was a, an Italian Renaissance style, had n- with a uh, nearly seven acres of indoor space. That's a lot of acres. So think about that. Think about that. The original property was eight acres in total. Yeah. They when they rebuilt it, they had seven acres of indoor space. Wow. Do they count every floor? Because that would, might be cheating. Oh, I'm sure they do. Oh, well. I'm sure they cheat. Uh, and it was fireproof. How? And for further insurance, uh, it was made of stone. Like all of it. Yeah. They used like a lot of like rock and cement. They, it was a it was a it was a big big marvel of the time of as to like how they made this thing so much out of stone and rock. Why don't we do that with buildings now? Why don't we make the whole plane out of the black box? It's a great question, isn't it? If we can make one part of it indestructible, why don't we make the entire thing indestructible? Well, because then people would survive, <laughs> and then they can sue. Oh, have you ever heard that conspiracy? Oh no, but uh, we'll probably get into it one day. Uh, anything else? Well, I'll about tell you the about it real, real quick. I'll, oh god. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about. Uh, it's, it's a conspiracy that the uh, the crash landing position where you put your he- head between your knees is actually a position that's made so that when you guys when when the plane impacts the ground, it will like immediately kill you, so there will be no survivors uh, oh. from the plane crash. That way, that they, there's no one left to sue. Either way. Uh, maybe. Um, Everyone go under your desk when you see a nuclear bomb uh, happen. What? Might as well just jump in front of it. Might as well. <laughs> It'll be the same be outcome. Cooler. Uh, so, they actually even may- got more insurance on the building by donating the property to the city of Battle Creek. Oh? Mm-hmm. Why would you donate? So, what the hell does that mean? So they donated the property that it was on 
to the city of Battle Creek. Because it's a charity. I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Uh, but because it was donated to the city, they also funded to build a brand new fire station directly across the street from the brand new facility. Mm, interesting. Yeah, John Harvey was like, fool me once. Oh, I didn't... Sh- 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 shame on... <laughs> I'm so dumb. I didn't... What? I forgot that it burned down. I was like, why would he put a fire station across the street? Oh my God, Michael. <laughs> Are you... Are you okay? I um. Do you like? Do you like? Have you been taking any like any like benzos? I for, like, what the fuck is up? I forgot that fire stations are filled with firefighters that try to stop fires. Wow, it's like you forgot every aspect of what the term fire <laughs> and fighting combined. Well, meant. Uh, it's a fire station. Like I was like, why is there like for some reason I was thinking like a station that was constantly on fire. Just like a random like radio station. Welcome to WXC. Ah, ah we're on fire in here. <laughs> Send help. Yeah, what what <laughs> happens next? Does it get hit with like a bomb? Does it blow no, up? No, it's gorgeous, dude. Oh. Why do you think everything has to be bad? I'm the Russian one here, okay? Oh, you're Russian? Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, I'm Russian and Italian. You're Russian, Italian, and Jewish. Literally nothing has ever happened to those three people. Three, uh... Nothing. Uh, heritages of people. And you know what's even better? All three... I mean, well, technically it's just like... In America, they just see me as like Jewish yeah. and Italian. Uh, Good. So, so all two have always been considered to be white people. Always. Yeah. Always. Always had it easy. Um, So, inside... Beauty prevailed, Ooh. and the elegance was fucking apparent. So they had uh, a grand lobby with this giant ornamented vaulted ceiling. Wow! Multiple giant leaded glass windows. It also had a solarium and a large chapel and a parlor. Wow! What's a solarium? A solarium is like a, it's kind of like you ever been over to um, like like a, like the arboretum with like the the the, like a big greenhouse with a bunch of plants inside. Oh, that's what a solarium is. That's what a solarium is. It's like a giant greenhouse. Oh, that's cool. I feel like that would be a nice yeah. thing to walk in. Yeah, no, no, it's nice. Actually, they call it the tropical corner. Um, wow. But John Harvey designed posture chairs because that was one of the things that he was very keen on simply because he's he's very interested and believes that the digestive tract is kind of the window to the body that when you sit with proper posture, it supports your body properly. And so your blood flow is better. Your oxygen intake is more um, complete. Your digestion works better as well because it's not being crumpled in a certain way by you slouching, you know? Interesting. That's what doctors are talking about, like, they're preaching about that now. Hmm. Probably because people are sitting all the time. Oh, yeah, definitely now, yeah. Like, oh, lay with your feet flat, with your dick out, with your back Mm -hmm. straight, and only eat at a 45-degree angle and also squat. Did he uh, believe in squatty bodies too? No, no, he did not. Uh, But he would have people just like squat in his office and like take a shit on a pan. (laughs) (laughs) He 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 was he was not he was not like he was not uh, disinterested in like getting dirty. Yeah, no, I can see that. Yeah, he yeah, you told me last time he uh, he made everyone shit in a box when they first got there. Oh yeah, I'll I'll tell you about that. Uh, it's fun. Just wait. Like this this guy's fun. Tell me about the building real quick. Yeah, this guy's a lot of fun because um, he, everything he like medically, he does everything right, but philosophically, 
He does like everything half wrong. It's like he went in with the worst intentions and ended up with the best results. It's like it's like if you know, I think this is gonna be a great metaphor or it can get me cancelled. Either way, I don't care. Did you do anything um, wrong? Because uh, I hope so. Do you have anything? Uh, to lose? So it's kind of like. Are they going to take away the podcast? <laughs> They're going to take away my apartment. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> I forgot. Thanks, man. No, you. Uh, he time. went in with the Every worst time. intentions and had the best outcomes. It's like some right. It's like making a. It's like it's trying. It's like trying to make a. It's like having like having a mad scientist, who uh, who like tries to make like a like a like a poison, to like specifically kill gay people. Right. But accidentally makes everyone creates, gay. No, accidentally, like creates the cure for AIDS. Oh. Like accidentally creates a vaccine for AIDS. Okay. He's like, yeah, I'm going to kill them all. And then he's like, oh, shit. I was going to say Bill Cosby. Now they're back and healthier than ever. Fuck. Back to the Zeppelin. Back to the Zeppelin. <laughs> we need to get to the Zeppelin. We need to drop more bombs. <laughs> I was going to say Bill Cosby. Oh. Yeah. Great input. Yeah. I'm glad I listened. See, like, he he got into <laughs> uh, to show business and everything to rape women. Uh, actually inspired a whole generation of black people to uh, to 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 follow his career path, and then we find out later that he was just a monster the whole time. All right, something doesn't track there, but we'll get back to that. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> uh, on the first floor, there were uh, about forty to sixty doctors' offices. For the staff doctors, some of them were like dentist offices, uh, and the patients' rooms were on the second through fifth floors, and then the top floor was where the the kitchens were. So the kitchens and the dining room were all on the top floor. Ah, perfect. Why? Well, and to stop the well, fire. Well, so he did that. No. No, he he was very particular. Um he put the he put the um he put it on the top floor. God damn it. Why is everything out of order? Whatever. He put it on the top floor basically because uh that way the air this the, the air will rise and if they are cooking something that smells a lot uh it would never get to a guest's room. Oh, because, yeah, as we know, never... smells only uh, rise, like heat. Yeah. Heat rises, so you put it on the top. You know, you ever, like, I could smell a Subway or a Dunkin' Donuts from, like, a block away because they have a distinct smell. Are you kidding me? I live behind a McDonald's. Oh, <laughs> you talk about maybe one of the most distinct smells. Yeah, talk about waking up every morning and being like... Hash browns. That should be illegal. <laughs> it should. It's torturous. Um, they also had hand-painted ceilings. Uh, they had giant windows on every side so they could see like the countryside and downtown Battle Creek. Um, now, directly across from the Grand Lobby... There, like in the rear part of the building, was the glass domed um, solarium, right? Which <laughs> this is how it's described: it's a large palm garden, forty by sixty feet. He called the tropical corner. Uh, is separated from the great central lobby by a glass partition, and it is fresh. And its fresh, genial atmosphere and delightful tropical plant life make it a favorite place of resort. The corridor leading through the center of the Palm Garden is the shortest route from the main lobby to the Great Gymnasium. The site 
of bunches of bananas ripening on huge stems towering more than 20 feet in height suggests the tropic delights of Florida in the midst of the splendid, health-winning, pure winter air of Michigan. Wow. Mm-hmm. It's like having your cake and eating it too. You're in you're in the uh you're in the mid, you're up north Midwest, up in shitty old Michigan, but it looks like uh the tropics. Exactly. It feels like the tropics too. Um now that whole rebuild and expansion cost around four million dollars. Oh, that's not a lot. In 1902. Oh. What's that like today? Four million dollars. Eight million dollars? Uh, $115.23 million dollars today. Jesus Christ. That's a lot of fucking money. Mm-hmm. I forget mm-hmm. how much money was actually when the dollar was worth a lot of money. Yeah. Like now everybody's a millionaire. No, I do... I know. I do I do the inflation calculation whenever uh a grandparent or an aunt or uncle tells me about like, you know, how they like worked their way through something or other. Yeah. Like uh like my like my dad talked to me about one one time where he was like, Oh well, I had a job where I was shoveling you either shoveled rocks, you either shoveled gravel or you shoveled sand into bags. You got like a, a quarter for each bag. Wow. And I like did the inflation. I was like, that's like five bucks a bag nowadays. Like, fuck off. Sand's not worth what it used to be, Dean. Just not worth the same as it used to be. No. No, not at all. Five dollars so a bag. At the height. Oh. <clears throat> Sorry. At its height, uh, the complex actually had more than thirty buildings on thirty acres and could hold around 1,300 guests at a time. Now, it also housed a hospital with research facilities and a nursing school, as well as producing all of the food under the name of the Sanitarium Food Company. Wow. Which they also would, uh, at a certain time, they, they started actually selling food through the Sanitarium Food Company. Oh. So it was just selling it to self? No, he, he, he got jealous of his brother at a certain point and he like tried to sell his cornflakes without any cereal to like his his patients that were leaving. Uh and it 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 did all right, but it was nothing like his brother. Ugh. He can't do everything but right. The, no. Especially when you're the oldest. Yeah, you, know, you try and you try, but sometimes the younger one gets it. Yeah. He sees your failings, you know. A learning from failure instead of learning from uh, success. That's uh, that's how I've always learned, through failure. That's terrible. <laughs> so uh, the Battle Creek Sanitarium was world-renowned and became the in-place for the rich and famous uh, to seek their lost health, to listen to health lectures, and to learn and practice the principles of a healthy lifestyle. Oh, Mm-hmm. And uh I mean general prosperity really uh was soaring during the twenties. Yeah, no, it's the roaring twenties. Exactly. So a place like uh, this could exist. That plus the increasing popularity and financial success financial success uh caused the uh the Sands Board of Directors to urge Another expansion program, mm. and this is when Kellogg is nearly 80 years old. Oh, my God. And he's still running the place. Uh, and so in 1928, they uh, connected a yellow brick, sculptured, concrete, and copper-trimmed 15-story towers addition. Wow. And a four-level dining room, um, which cost around $3 million. Jesus Which Christ. I did not do the math. That's And that did not include... That was excluding how much they paid for furnishings. My God. That's a... For a four-level dining room, you know? Was that the tallest and building? And 15 towers. In, uh, in Michigan at the time? 
Uh, I'm not positive about Michigan, but Battle Creek, definitely. Um, and here's the thing, is that, like, a lot of these buildings are still around. Yeah, I was about to ask that. Like, the that. towers, if you go to Battle Creek, the towers are the ones facing Champion Street. And, uh, the main building is facing Washington Avenue. Right. Is it but, still open? So, the towers... It's uh, it's now a um, abandoned f- facility. Ghost hunting spot. No, 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 no. It was bought by the government. It's used by it's it's used as like a as like a federal building or something like that. Is it is it actually in use? Yeah, it's still in use today. Ah, oh, damn! I was hoping that we could go there and investigate ghosts. No, sorry, man. Yeah, because so many of these asylums are uh, are closed. Yeah, well, I mean, there's a bunch from there for sale. Well, we don't have that wild wasteland money yet to buy a abandoned building. <laughs> That's fair. If you guys want to donate, we have an OnlyFans where we uh, just sell nudes. Not of us, but simply aliens. Yeah, n- naked Beautiful. aliens. We have n- we have no followers. Um, <laughs> Nobody wants to see Crank's dick. No. Now uh, the towers. They uh they had more than two hundred and sixty five, like hotel rooms. Oh, and also like suite style hotel rooms, which also the majority of them had their own private bathroom. Ooh, which is insane. Is in nineteen twenty eight. Yeah, that was a massive convenience. I don't even have my uh, my own private bathroom now. I mean, that's fair. You do share with someone. I have my own private bathroom, but that's because I live in one room. Yeah, you live in luxury. I do. So the towers had a two-story high open main lobby with 12 massive marble columns that were imported from Italy with marble bases uh, topped with golden Corinthian capitals. You know, You know columns? Yeah, I know. I know about columns. I know about Corinthian, uh, Doric, Ionic, and Corinthian. Yeah, dude, you don't have to tell me. But maybe you need to explain Straight it to up. any listeners. No, they can just Google it. I don't <laughs> give a fuck. Thought <laughs> I'm not your history teacher. Uh, so they were cr- they were incredibly intricately decorated, um, and they had a whole. F- there was a Florentine ceiling at the top of this two-story high open lobby. Mm-hmm. Now, they had two huge golden mirrored chandeliers and eight rose glass and gold auxiliary light fixtures. Oh, which wow. Which illuminated the entire lobby with soft light. Oh, man, I wish I had that. I know, That'd right? That'd be really cool. Now, the, the walls of the lobby <laughs> were the finest delicately grained pink gold marble with inlaid black white marble margins it was the same marble they used on the columns oh well this is all fine and uh, fancy but uh are we oh, isn't that that's that's that, okay that's gorgeous and this is this is not part of the three million they spent to build it oh my god this is not incorporated into that cost yeah you know when after you've like the the foundation and the structure and everything the drywall and everything is one thing but then like when you do like furnishing and stuff like this this is easily double maybe even maybe even be more expensive than the um than the actual building of the structure oh i'm sure it was to import all this this much marble this much like very fine marble from italy it was definitely a different time back then Oh, totally. Yeah. Entirely. We should get a chandelier uh, and see so, a Wild Wasteland headquarters. We should. And sorry, sorry, sorry. I was going on about it, about this so much. No, I, you're I, good. I, I used to be addicted to HGTV. No, yeah, I, I can. You, the way that you were saying it, I was envisioning this in my mind on cribs. I can see like uh, good. Ju- uh, yeah, like I'm walking backwards through my entire house. Yeah, like Doctor Kellogg. And somehow I don't trip. Yeah. Dr. Kellogg's like, I got this. these fine Corinthian uh, pillars from Italy, bitch. How you feel about it? He's like, you know what? This beautiful main lobby, completely surrounded by a wide, thickly, 
thickly carpeted mezzanine what, what, what? with uh, recessed, hand-carved marble drinking fountains in the walls. And just like a, a bunch of jump cuts and like... Yeah, dude. That'd be sick. What did he drive, uh, though, they bro? They also had... What did he drive? Yeah, what was he, he what was he rolling on? He was rolling on dubs? Nothing, dude. He lived on property. Aww. He lived and worked on property. That's real gangsta. Yeah. He's OG. Doesn't drive. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I ride my horse to my crib. Because it's nineteen. So okay, I'm I'm, I'm going to skip over some of this because I go I went on for a long time <laughs> yeah, about this. You just keep on explaining this fucking like it's beautiful. Dude, it's beautiful. Marble arches, fifteen hundred square clocks, foot red tiled outside sun garden, beige marble. <laughs> oh my god! Did you get this from a real estate <laughs> on Zillow? No, I was reading his. I was reading his book. <laughs> Why is there 32 pages of description of this property? Well, I got really into it. Well, actually, because you do have to know a little bit about it. Um, Because he did have a... He had his his own creamery building. Uh, (laughs) They had a water softening plant. They had their own private wells for pumping. Uh, They had one of the biggest and most complete gymnasiums in the world at that point. Okay. Uh, They had... Outdoor swimming pools and indoor swimming pools. You never know, yeah, for winter swimming. Mm-hmm. They had indoor tennis courts. Uh, they had two of everything, by the way, because women and men were kept separate. They had a power and heating plant? What the fuck is that? Yeah, like steam heat. Where'd they get steam? Power plant. Where'd they get power from? They're right on a lake. Oh, okay. So they had like a, one of those wheels or something? Probably. Or a dam? That or they had commercial electricity. It says that it had a power plant, though. Yeah. You think they? You don't think that they would have constructed their own power plant? Yeah, but you need things to generate the power, though. You can't just you can't just make a plant. Like it's not like they didn't have nuclear power back I don't then. Know. Once you once you put the seed in the ground, man, anything can happen. I, I, <laughs> We're talking about the same thing here, right? We're both talking about plants. Yeah, no, electricity plant, like a Pikachu plant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Pikachu. All right. So, uh <laughs> Now, now here's here's my favorite thing about this, right? Yeah. Is that he employed a lot of people. Obviously, he had over 60 doctors. Yes, but <laughs> remember, he had a nursing school on property. Oh, my God. So he had a large number of nurses and a bunch of physicians that were getting trained there while devoting their entire life to this mission and their altruistic work. Did he pay these people? And he's, well, he said that there were about 75 to 100 others that were constantly under training for this Beneficial work, quote unquote beneficial. Now, Kellogg work. stated, Kellogg stated at the Battle Creek Sanitarium, the number of persons employed is never less than eight hundred, and often raises to uh, in the busiest seasons to more than one thousand. Oh my God, he paid them all a quarter an yeah, hour. He, he had he had physicians, nurses, and helpers, and etc. Uh, even though he only had thirty physicians on staff. Hmm. Um. However, the whole place is a public charity. Mm-hmm. Um, now, so yeah, he has a huge part about this in his book because he even talks about the business side. Um, effectively, because I don't really want to read the entire thing to you. I'm not, you know. George W. Bush on 9-11. Yeah. Uh, I think he was reading this wow, book. That was, a, that was a great fucking thing. That was a great line, and you should have laughed. I did. Uh, All I, uh, of our fans right now should have laughed. I, I enjoyed it like a like a humorous would. I, 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 I chuckled to myself. 
I hate I hate that you're using that against me. <laughs> so uh so yeah. So yeah, it was a uh it was a charity. Oh a public charity. And uh it clearly stated that they were a corporation, it's a private enterprise conceived and conducted solely for public welfare. Yeah. And he also made sure to to comment that it has actually technically and you remember that I said Benjamin Graves right. started it. Mm-hmm. The place has never been owned by any church or sect. Even though it was very closely affiliated with the Seventh-day Adventist denomination. Yeah. Because a bunch of the original founders and contributing members were chiefly members of the Seventh-day Adventists. Mm-hmm. But he says it's you know it's clearly indicated in the charter, and we've always known that this place is not affiliated and not owned. Uh, not I mean it's not owned by any church. Right. Uh, this just screams of uh, early nineteenth century crony or uh, twentieth century uh, crony capitalistic uh, bullshit. I mean, I guess, but I I agree with the way that he ran it. Because they paid no tax because he literally didn't spend anything. All the money they generated uh, went back into building more, like, building new, uh, like, they had a kindergarten on site for any of the staff or, or people staying there who had ch- young children uh, to make new... Um, medical devices that could hopefully help new patients. Right. Things like that. Yes. Just like Hollywood, you know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, we, this movie made a billion dollars, but technically never made any money on it. Now, you asked about their pay, right? Oh yeah. No, they, they, uh, they're, they, uh, they weren't paid. They were. Kind of. Oh. <laughs> I'll tell you how he I'll tell you how he stated it. Okay. <clears throat> uh that basically, you know, because you're working for a chronically sick person and you're hoping to, you know, heal these people and you're 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 at the, the forefront of modern medicine. It requires a lot of like people, a lot of expenses to run it, a lot of facilities to open up. Um and so there is one condition that basically every single person that works there, he says, many of those engaged in the work shall be willing to make a partial contribution of their services, receiving at most merely nominal wages, barely sufficient to meet the actual cost of living on a very simple basis. Physicians, managers, nurses, Everybody concerned in the enterprise must be interested in it from a scientific and philanthropic standpoint and willing to consider as chief compensation the satisfaction of seeing men and women restored to health who without the services rendered would have little prospect but the grave. That's a nice way of saying indentured servitude. Yeah, I was like, this man invented interns. No, yeah, like that's just what uh, a lot of these shady companies did back then. It's nice to have like a beautiful lobby and all, but it'd also be nice to uh, pay them anything, especially when you're charging. If this was the in place to go to for celebrities, I imagine he charged them an arm and a leg. Oh, yeah. Because this doesn't just happen. A hundred... What is it? Four million dollars back then. One hundred and fifteen million dollars. Yeah, that was not a charity. Well, no, I mean, that was that was part. That was that was a lot of charitable donation from his brother. I imagine he probably had to pay his brother back. Which, I I doubt it. Oh, I don't know. Honestly, W the way W K conducted himself, like he knew that he won. <laughs> like if there was any kind of like a big feud between the two of them, which there pretty much was at one point, WK fucking won. Yeah, but I mean, cause come on, 
he is the signature on that is Kellogg. You know, like that, the way it's written in like script. That's how he wrote his signature. Mm-hmm. But um, so the uh, the stock market crashed in 1929. Uh, the San as a business actually slowed down. Uh, the building went into receivership in 1933. What is and that? And just kind of sat. Receivership is basically like somebody takes care of it but nobody really owns it it's not really operating anymore interesting okay and i couldn't find i couldn't find who held the receivership but well didn't he donate the building to the city you said at one point the land oh the oh not the building but the land around the building correct the the land of the building was on oh weird yeah, there's a lot yeah, of those. Yeah, it was very strange. No, that's that's just one more thing to fucking get away with doing certain things. I mean, things. it also, you got to think, though, is like the, the government of Battle Creek does not mind, you know, because like at the end of the day, John Harvey and his brother, because their cereal company, well, WK Cereal Company, was so successful... Hundreds and hundreds of of cereal companies popped up in Battle Creek by like 1910. Yeah, and then also you have the income of the San the entire time. Like that's great for a town. But he wasn't paying taxes though, Dean. Exactly. <laughs> but it brought people to the town. I I guess. Which means that they had more transportation coming in. Which means that they had more people in the like, they had more foot traffic. They had like expansion ability, if that's the term, you know. Yeah, I I get it, but at the same time, I'm not a fan. I go back and forth with this, but I'm not a fan of uh, large corporations getting a huge write-off just because they may or may not bring people to the city. Mm-hmm. No, that's fair. Uh, but so in 1942. The U.S. Army purchased the building for two million three hundred and forty-one thousand dollars. Damn. Mm-hmm. And they made it the Percy Jones General Hospital. Then the and the hospital was it specialized in neurosurgery, plastic surgery, and fitting artificial limbs. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. And then approximately a hundred thousand military personnel were treated there. Before the hospital was closed permanently in 1953, uh, and then in 1954, it was bought and the building became the Battle Creek Federal Center. Uh, and today, the complex is called the Hart Doyle Inouye Inouye. I have no idea how to say that. Hart Doyle Inouye Federal Center. It's it's a Native American name. But so yes, yeah, so if you go to Battle Creek, uh, the giant federal center in the middle of town is the sand. It's still standing. It's still there. And my God, was the building impressive! Oh, they might be closed well, on the fourth of. Ju- they're closed on the fourth of July if you if you plan on going. I don't think people would go to a federal center on the fourth of July. Well, it's business hours are seven thirty to uh, a.m. to five p.m. every day, except for yeah, but Saturday and Sunday. Why would you go to a federal building called a federal center on a federal holiday? Well, I don't know. Maybe people are like saluting it or something. I don't know what people do on the fourth of July. I'm not a fan of it. That's fair. Why not? Just yeah, the whole the whole thing. Okay, that's fair. Well, so um so what happens here? What are they that, what are they doing there? What are they doing what? It's just a just a federal building? It, yeah, I'm sure there's a bunch of fucking like paper pushers. It's a just gigantic building just to fuck around and play with paper. You know what? If you want to move Wild Wasteland to Battle Creek, Michigan, I will get us a room. I will rent us a room in that 
complex. Yeah, like to run this thing out do of. Do they just rent rooms? I doubt it, but I'll figure out a way. Yeah, I tried looking them up. It doesn't. I'll, I'll find this. I'll find the squatter rights of uh, Michigan. Yeah, it just it doesn't say what they do there. It just like explains like why they call it that. In two thousand three, they changed the name to the Hart Doyle in UYU Federal Center. Hmm. But so that is the sand. Uh, Great. People didn't go there for the building, though. No, they went there to get uh, to get their shit together. Yeah, to get the cure, because John Harvey created a system, and it was even more impressive than this fucking building. Yeah, no, a lot of the stuff uh, made sense medically, but a lot of le- what was going on in the brain, uh, kind of a waste. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it was a waste, but... Waste of good space. Nah, not... Great space, maybe maybe good space. Okay, I can be down with that. Okay, but um, I don't want to talk your ear off for another six hours about this. So tune in next week so I can tell you about his system, and then we'll be done with this fucker for good. Okay, <laughs> I feel like we've just entered the uh, the sanitarium. We did. And oh my God, strap me down, put a straight jacket on me, and check out my poop. Strap me on and strap me in. Bing, bang, boom. Yeah, as always, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you for coming. Thank you for going. Stay vigilant. Stay wild. Tune in next Wednesday. Uh, like us on Instagram. And uh, Yeah, what's the Instagram again? It's a at Wild Podcast. At Wild Podcast. All of our social media is at Wild Podcast. Hit us up if you uh, have any questions, want to see any pics of the sand. Oh, you're gonna be putting um, that on Instagram? And yeah, I can put it all on Instagram. I like this one, the next one. Yeah. With the with the tennis. Yeah, yeah, that's an advertisement they put out. There's a bunch of cool pictures. You okay, should put I'll- these up. All right. Especially the fire one. That one's really cool. Yeah, I knew you would like that. All right. We'll see you later, fuckers. Thanks for listening. Oh, I love you.